Shalom, my friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth and where you go to find the archives and all that fun stuff. I just want to thank all of you for your prayers and your support of the podcast and just helping me make this happen week after week after week. Well, today we are starting the book of 2 Samuel. Uh, we finished up 1 Samuel a couple weeks ago. And so now we're, now we're starting 2 Samuel, and we're going to be reading chapters 1 and 2 today. Um, basically, what we have going on in these first two chapters is David hears the news of Saul's death. And then the civil wars kind of begin as there's a reach for power over who's going to lead Israel. And uh, so that's what we're going to see starting to develop in these first uh, couple of chapters. And uh, not a lot of commentary, probably. Uh, it's mostly just going to be me reading. And uh, I just pray that you are blessed uh, by these studies. And uh, hopefully this is helping you with your faith and um, helping you with your understanding of the word and... I know sometimes these historical books uh, can be very, very exciting at moments, and then at other moments, not so much, because it's just filling in history for you. Uh, but it's important information. It's, it's, it's to help you have a full understanding of what took place. And like Jesus said, it all points to him. You know, you need this knowledge to better understand your Savior. All right. Without further delay, let's take a look at 2 Samuel chapter 1 and 2. Now it came to pass, after the death of Saul, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had abode two days in Ziklag. And it came to pass on the third day that, behold, a man came out of the camp from Saul with his clothes rent and the earth upon his head. And so it was when he came to David that he fell to the earth and did absence. And David said unto him, From whence comest thou? And he said unto him, Out of the camp of Israel I am escaped. And David said to him, How went the matter? I pray thee, tell me. And he answered, That the people are fled from the battle, and many of the people are also fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan his son are dead also. And David said unto the young man that told him, How knowest thou that Saul and Jonathan his son be dead? And the young man told him, said, I happened by chance upon Mount Gilbia. Behold, Saul leaned upon his spear, and lo, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me, and he called unto me, and I answered, Here I am. And he said unto me, Who art thou? And I answered, I am an Amalekite. And he said unto me, Stand, I pray, upon me, and slay me, for anguish has come upon me, because my life is yet whole in me. So I stood upon him, and I slew him, because I was sure that he could not live after that he was fallen. And I took the crown that was upon his head, and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I have brought them hither unto my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and rent them, 
and likewise all the men that were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until even for Saul and for Jonathan his son, and for the people of the Lord, and for the house of Israel, because they were fallen by the sword. And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? And he answered, I am the son of a stranger and a Malachite. And David said unto him, How wast thou not afraid to stretch forth thy hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head. For thy mouth had testified against thee, saying, I have slain the Lord's anointed. Let's please pause for a moment. David had great admiration for Saul because, not because of Saul's character, but because Saul in David's eyes and in truth and reality was appointed and anointed by God. This is why David refused to take Saul's life. With all the opportunities that he had, he always said to himself, how how could I strike the Lord's anointed? And the same thing, here's a story from this young man. The young man says, you know, he asked me to finish him off, basically, and I did. And David's like, how is it that you think that you could reach out your hand and strike the Lord's anointed? And he has the young man killed. That's just the way it was. Let's continue on. Verse 17, And David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. Also he bade them, Teach the children of Judah to use the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. All right, let's stop for a second here. It says that that David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. Also, he bade them teach the children of Judah to use the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Now, this is one of two places that the Bible actually recommends or or refers to the book of Jasher as a worthy, uh, as a reliable resource. The other spot is in Joshua chapter 10, verse 13, which says, And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down a whole day. And here David is saying, Also he bade them to teach the children of Judah to use the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. How the mighty fallen. Now, at some point, we'll probably maybe talk more about the book of Jasher. We've covered a lot of books. I have certain rules for if I'm willing to talk about them or read them on the podcast. Um, And it's all about reliability. They have to be referenced by the Bible itself, like in this case, or they have to be found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. And 
The reason why we've spent so much time in the Book of Jubilees is because it was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and not only was it found, but many, many manuscripts were found uh, within the Dead Sea Scrolls, making it one of the largest finds there. Um, some other examples are Book of Enoch. It was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and once it was found, it lined up with what was in the Ethiopic Bible, just showing that it's reliable. Okay. The book of Jasher um, has not been found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we're not. There's not very many manuscripts, and we're not confident, uh, or we don't have a lot of evidence to be confident that it's that it is actually the book of Jasher that's being referred to here. It's not to say that it's not. It just means we have to approach it with more caution than say the book of Jubilees or the book of Enoch. With that said, I have been thinking lately. Uh, before this passage came up, uh, about covering it, um, just with some caveats that we need to approach it uh, with, you know, using some discernment and making sure we understand that we're looking at it for historical narrative and uh, curiosity and to, and things like that, uh, but not to form doctrine. Anyway. Just thought I would bring that up since uh, it's kind of an elephant in the room type situation when it comes up like this. So that's my thoughts on that. And uh, like I said, maybe sometime here very, very soon we'll cover it um, with those understanding, with that understanding in place. Okay, let's continue on verse 20 here. Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon. Let the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Let the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Ye mountains of Gilbeah, let there be no dew, neither let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there is a shield of the mighty is vilely cast away. The shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back, and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. Yea, daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet, with other delights, who put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel." How are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? O Jonathan, thou wast slain in thy high places. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of a woman. How are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? Chapter 2 and it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. And David said, Whither shall I go up? And he said, Unto Hebron. So David went up thither, and his two wives also, Ahinam and Jezreelitis, and Abigail, Nabal's wife, the Carmelite. And his men that were with him did David bring up every man with his household, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. 
And they told David, saying, That the men of Jabesh-Gilead were they that buried Saul. And David sent messengers unto the men of Jabesh-Gilead, and he said unto them, Blessed be ye of the Lord, that ye have showed this kindness unto your Lord, even unto Saul, and have buried him. And now the Lord show kindness and truth unto you, and I also will requite you this kindness, because ye have done this thing. Therefore now let your hands be strengthened, and be ye valiant, for your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah have anointed me king over them. But Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's host, took Ish-bosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahaniam, and made him king over Gilead, and over the Ashurites, and over Jezreel, over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and reigned two years, but the house of Judah followed David. And the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. And Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahaniam to Gibeon. And Joab, the son of Zariah, and the servants of David, went out to meet together the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down, one on the one side of the pool, and the other on the other side of the pool. And Abner said to Joab, Let the young men now arise and play before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. Then there arose and went over by number twelve of Benjamin, which pertained to Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. And they caught every one his fellow by the hand, and thrust his sword in his fellow's side, and they fell down together. Wherefore the place was called Helkath Hazarim, which is in Gibeon. And there was very sore battle that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before the servants of David. And there were three sons of Zariah there, Joab and Ashbiah and Asahel. And Asahel was a light of foot as a wild roe. And Asahel pursued after Abner. And in going he turned not to the right hand nor to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And Abner said unto him, Turn thee aside to the right hand or to the left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor. But Asahel would not turn aside from following of him. And Abner said to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me, wherefore I should smite thee to the ground. How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside, wherefore Abner, with the hinder end of the spear, smote him under the fifth rib, that the spear came out behind him. And he fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. Joab also and Abishiah pursued after Abner. And the sun went down when they were come to the hill of Amah and lieth before Gaia by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. And the children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner and became one troop and stood on the top of the hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Knowest thou not that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long shall it be then? 
ere thou bid the people return from following their brethren. And Joab said, As God liveth, unless thou hast spoken, surely then in the morning the people had gone up, every one from following his brother. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still and pursued after Israel no more, neither fought they any more. And Abner and his men walked all that night through the plain and passed over Jordan and went through all Bithron, and they came to Mahanaim. And Joab returned from following Abner. And when he had gathered of all the people together, there lacked of David's servants nineteen men and Asahel. And the servants of David had smitten of Benjamin and Abner's men, so that three hundred and threescore men died. And they took up Asahel and buried him in the sepulcher of his father, which was in Bethlehem. And Joab and his men went all night, and they came to Hebron at the break of day. That is the end of chapter 1 and chapter 2. And Lord willing, we'll resume this study uh, next week with chapter 3 and chapter 4. I pray that you've enjoyed uh, the reading this morning, that you've been blessed, that you've been given something to think about. And uh, hopefully the word of God has spoken to you and lifted you up uh, this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for supporting the podcast and helping me make this happen. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.